Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes. For it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Legend of Retro podcast. This is Xander, and with me today is a very special guest because we are quarantined thanks to the coronavirus. Um, all of our regular um, podcast studio stuff is uh, on hold for now, so we're trying to be a little bit creative. Thus, the quality of the audio isn't as, as good as it normally is, but we're going to push through. But anyway, our special guest today uh, lives with me, has uh, chosen to marry me. <laughs> Uh, this is my wife, Sarah. Hi, glad to be here with y'all. So, um, I had mentioned a little while ago that I needed to record a, uh, like a solo episode almost for, um, for the regular weekly episodes. And, uh, Sarah said, well, can I jump on one with you? And I said, I, yeah, I guess. It's, uh, <laughs> not something I was expecting considering you don't generally love a lot to play a lot of video games, but there are a few here and there that, that kind of spark your interest, um. So we looked at some things that would uh, some would qualify. So we did jump back to very early in our relationships. Um, we figured we could probably do Rock Band. Um, and I tried to think of the games that Sarah has actually put a lot of time into, which isn't many. Um, and we've already kind of covered Rock Band, Guitar Hero. And I thought we could do uh, Snoopy's Candy Town. <laughs> but that was released in 2013, I think, or 2014. For those of you that don't know what Snoopy's Candy Town is, it was an app game... Yeah, that you could um, create and harvest candy in, I don't, I, it was alive for like four months, and it's a tragedy, in <laughs> fact, that it has since canceled, so. Yeah. I really haven't found a game since then that I've loved. Yeah, I'm assuming it's similar. kind of got into Stardew Valley for a while. Yeah, that's true. Any kind of game where you can just like manage and supervise, you really <laughs> Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Control, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so um, our, some of our other options were the original Assassin's Creed, which is a game <laughs> I got shortly after, or at the very beginning of our relationship, but there, that's a sore spot too. Yeah, and we'll share that sore spot. I got interested in it for about two seconds, and I made a profile thing. What is it? Like a character guy on Matt's game. Yeah, you, you started a, a, a file a, of your own. Started a story whatever they call it mm -hmm. and then matt deleted my character and all it, of the work that i had put into it it had been a while since you had played <laughs> it was back when i had the smaller hard drive in the xbox and i was like well i gotta free up some room and looking back i probably should have deleted a game instead of the very minuscule size of uh a save data but Sarah was under the impression that in Assassin's Creed you could walk around and form relationships with people, which you can't. <laughs> <laughs> she would like walk past the people, and if she bumped, she would in in just her own voice as she's holding a drum go, "Oh, excuse me," <laughs> um, to these people, and then she's like, "You you destroyed all the relationships that I built up, and I'm just not going to play the game again." So it's true. I was traumatized. However, I did also only probably put about two hours of work into that. I don't even know if it was that. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, you know, I feel like I showed interest in the game. You did. It was very early in the relationship, so you were trying. So as we were brainstorming games that we could talk about, I also brought up Mario Kart. Which has 64. Been, yes, which specifically 64. was back in season one of the show. So that was a long time ago that we covered that one. Yeah, and I mean, I, I listened to every episode. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know, in the Mario Kart 64 episode, that's back when we were still taking questions. Oh, yeah. And I did some, some questions. Yeah, and it was almost always, how dare you? <laughs> Which is a fine question yes. to ask someone. We would, we would record the episodes, <laughs> and I would send out text messages like, hey, does anybody have a question? And I would just, like, send a question to Sarah, like, hey, do you have any questions about Mario Kart? And she says, yes, first off, how dare you? <laughs> Which is an office. And story. then occasionally you would actually ask a, a legitimate, like, one, I think like one what was time. your favorite Mario Kart character or something mm -hmm. like that. Um, so anyway, what we finally landed on, and I, there's probably unnecessary buildup because you can read the name of the episode, is Peggle for the Xbox 360. Uh, now, Peggle was developed and published by PopCap Games, uh, who are known for, like, Bejeweled and a whole bunch of other, like, small, simple app, like, puzzle kind of games. 
But this was originally released in February of 2007 for PC and uh, Mac OS, as well as iPod. Um, and then on the Xbox 360 in February of, or not February, I'm sorry, uh, March of 2009, which is when we first started playing it. Mm-hmm. I think later that year it had gone on sale on Xbox Live for one of their like holiday sales. And we got it like in December mm-hmm. and played a lot of it over that Christmas break. Mm-hmm. Um, so Peggle is a uh, fairly simple puzzle, like pachinko style kind of game, uh, heavily inspired by pachinko as well as some other... Uh, Japanese style game where it's like there are a bunch of it's almost like a maze they have like these wood pegs that stick up and you have to roll a ball and kind of bounce them so that they get, eventually get to the goal uh, but the object of Peggle is you can you've got a little ball cannon that shoots um, and you there are multicolored pegs there are blue orange which you always call red <laughs> it looks more like red and I will continue to call it, it red it literally says orange mm. on the screen though <laughs> So blue, uh, orange, green, and purple pegs. So the blue are just your standard. You get, I think, 10 points or something like that for those. The orange are the are the, the objective of the levels. There are usually 25 in each level, and you need to hit every single one of those, and then it'll open up the bottom, and then you get a bonus as you finish the level. You do get more points as you clear all the pegs, which is more difficult on some levels and than each others. turn, you're supposed to hit a red one, and if you don't, then you lose the points for that specific turn right that's i think that might specifically be in multiplayer but i don't recall for sure um i don't know if i i mean there were times that i played it by myself but yeah we, we played, played through multiplayer. i think you and i took turns going through single player so we could unlock all the different mm-hmm. masters because mm-hmm. the whole the whole idea is like welcome to peggle university we're going to teach you how to to be a peggle master and in order to do that you have to complete the trials of all the i think there are 10 peggle masters in the original game mm-hmm. yeah, um right. Do you remember the the Peggle Masters? I don't expect you to remember their names. If you do, that would be super oh, impressive. No. But um, the Owl. The Owl which was I your favorite. Chose, which you said was sometimes cheating. Pretty much, yeah. Because each character has a special skill. Skill. So there are green pegs, and when you hit the green peg, their skill is like unlocked for the next couple turns. So the mm-hmm. Owl had a Zen Ball, which allowed you to like map out. How you're basically you just press the shoot button regardless of where you're aiming, and it kind of figures out okay, well based on this, this would be the best trajectory. Like this, it would automatically aim it for you, so you get the maximum amount of points for where you. So aim. it would kind of like realign your cannon. Yeah. So Matt, that was shitty. Well, yeah, because all you just had okay. you didn't have to line anything. Yeah, I like that one the best because I I prefer games where you don't have to think. Yes, that's and uh, overall Peggle is pretty pretty solid. No critical thinking skills. Yeah. I critical think all day, so I'd rather not yeah, play I mean, a game that requires critical thinking. Yeah, Sarah's form of relaxing just means turning off the brain, which, for me, when we play other games, I'm like, oh, there's so much strategy to this, and there's so many different things you can do. It's like, no, just, uh, just hit it. Just hit it with a hammer. <laughs> that one just passed. <laughs> um, okay, there was also a dragon. Yep. Uh, Ma- Lord Cinderbottom. Mm-hmm. Ma- uh, and also Master Who was the name of the, uh, the owl. Um, there was a pumpkin? Yep, um, Ryan, or Renfield, who was the his his special power was uh, you got an extra ball essentially, mm-hmm. like it would if your ball fell through the bottom. He was the Halloween themed one, so it was like spooky ball. Mm-hmm. So if it fell down to the bottom where you would normally lose that ball, it popped right back out at the top and then would keep going. Yeah, that's um, all I remember. Lord Cinderbottom, the dragon, um, would also would have a, a giant fireball. So your ball grew almost like three times or four times in size. And would just burn through the pegs. It wouldn't bounce off the pegs. It would bounce off the walls. And the uh, bucket that goes across the bottom to catch your ball, where you can get a free ball if you land in there, uh, has a platform over it. And you can bounce it off of that once. Mm -hmm. And so it'll start knocking those things out. Oh, there was a lightning bolt guy, too. Uh, Yes. there. Let's see. I've got the the list pulled up here, so I'm not as... Just trying to find the the names of the characters. Um... Let's see. Or maybe that wasn't a different one. Yeah, because we also played Peggle 2 right after our daughter was born. So we, we played a lot of... Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. There was the little robot guy that I always played with. Mm-hmm. So you have Bjorn, who's the unicorn, who's in, Bo- in Peggle 1 and 2. Bjorn has a super guide. So as you're, it kind of helps you figure out how to aim your ball a little bit better. Uh, there's Jimmy the chipmunk, I think, which uh, gives you multi-ball. So as you hit that, two more balls sprout out. 
Uh, Cat Tut, which I wouldn't have remembered, uh, was a cat character who uh, basically the the bucket at the bottom of the screen grew larger, and it was like a pyramid that you could bounce the mm -hmm. ball off of. It would also make it easier to get um, free balls. Uh, Splork, who was the alien, who just like randomly lit up. Yeah, I never played with him. Yeah, I didn't really care for um, for that one. Or no, Splork uh, explodes an area around a green peg. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, Claude, who was the crab, who had flippers at the bottom, mm -hmm. I would play with that one quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Renfeld, we mentioned, was the, the pumpkin. pumpkin. Tula was flower power. So that was where it would hit something and it would, like, sprout a flower and hit all the things around it. Oh, right. It would, like, turn a bunch of other pegs red or whatever. Yeah, it uh, turns 20% of the orange pegs in the screen into flowers, lighting them up. Mm -hmm. So it, it was a little bit sporadic of where it would go. Mm -hmm. um, Warren, who was the rabbit, had lucky spin. Oh, yeah. uh, which would, it would either like double your score, it would give you an extra ball, or it would give you a random master's power. It also did not like that one. It was kind of dumb. Yeah. Because you could like, you, you sometimes you might get Zen ball. not a great one. Oh, yeah. Sometimes right. you would get super guide. You're like, oh, well, that's not as helpful. Yeah. Because um, then there is a, a multiplayer mode where you have to basically compete for points, um, which we always... Here's the other thing about playing video games with Sarah is you always have to have some sort of honor system. It can't be too competitive. <laughs> I That is accurate. I just think that if you're going to spend your time doing something, then it should be more so collaborative because our entire lives, my friends, are competition. <laughs> so in multiplayer, there are two green pegs. One shows after one has been there, used. There's two green pegs for the entire round. Yes. So like if you're playing multiplayer... And one player gets two green pegs that essentially takes a possible green peg away from your opponent, which I guess is strategy. I just felt like every person <laughs> should have the opportunity to use their special thing. And yeah. so we so there's would... there's a, a lot of house rules with uh, with any game that we play. Like, you can't you can't get two green pegs. Yeah, like that's And just... if you do, just restart the round. <laughs> I mean, I think, I don't know if I always wanted us to restart the round. Yeah, because sometimes you, you got really good, and then your Zen Ball <laughs> would pick two of them up. That's true. So if it was an accident, you could you could generally, like, talk yourself out of it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I could see the motivation behind accidentally stealing both of the green pegs, but ultimately, so that both players could use their special feature, mm -hmm. I thought everyone should get a chance to use the green. Yeah. Um, there wasn't really a story to this game aside from like you going through and rising through the ranks of the Peggle Masters. Again, fine with me. Like, some it's just so weird when games are like have this elaborate thing, but all you do is like you're supposed to just shoot a ball at pegs. Like, chill out with the story. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, there's not a not a ton to to kind of go over. Um, this game was released on multiple platforms. There was a, a Peggle Blast, I believe, is on iOS now and Android now. So it's like a phone oh, version phone of game. the game. Hmm, that's um, cool. I've played through a good chunk of it, but it's it's uh, covered in microtransactions. Mm. So and that's like you have to pay things to get more or whatever. Yeah, so you get lives as you start it up, and then mm. like every time you play a level, you lose you you use one yeah. up. So you can only do a certain amount of levels per time, which is nice. So you're like you're killing time, but okay, well I need to stop now, or you can pay to to get extra lives. You can uh, pay to uh, get more balls on a level. And these are things that you can also unlock just by playing daily and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. it's not completely unplayable, but it's one of those that once you get to a certain point in the game, there are some uh, levels that are so hard that you almost have to buy your way through. Mm -hmm. And at that point, you just kind of say, nah. It's just like no unethical, thanks. I think. Yeah. Uh, there are a couple different uh, types of pegs that we uh, that we didn't mention. There are the glass pegs. The ones that have like a shield over them that don't crack oh, right yeah. away, mm -hmm. uh, which require so you you have to break that glass first and then you can get to those pegs. Um, those are a pain. There are um, instead of the round pegs, there are rectangular pegs. I guess you could say. Oh, like permanent pegs, kind of. It's almost like little obstacles within the course so that they don't yeah. ever go away. Yeah, and then there's also the rectangular pegs that like do form a picture. Because that's the other thing is that each level. Mm -hmm has a different layout and sometimes it's a it's a picture of something mm -hmm. uh they might be rotating they might try to form a face of something or something like mm -hmm. that or you know there's a, a 
pre-rendered image in the back, it might be like mushrooms, and so then all the pegs follow the the shape of the mushrooms or whatever, mm-hmm. or a snail. And that one was a lot of fun because that was you could like if yeah. you aim the ball just right, it would slide, and you'd get a slide bonus. There are all sorts of weird bonuses that popped up. Um, like if you get an extreme slide, is if you slide, I think five or more pegs in a row. Um, you got really good at that. Yeah. <clears throat> It's a lot of just different aiming, and you can hold the trigger buttons down to slowly oh, adjust mm-hmm. your aim. Mm-hmm. But if you were very like particular about where you wanted it to go, mm-hmm. and that's uh, that's another thing. It's more difficult in the um, the mobile version, as you can't you have to like press and hold, and then wait for it to it because mm-hmm. you know there's not really buttons that you can press for mm-hmm. that. So what are some experiences with this game that really stuck out with you? Do you have any particular memories? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, um, like, for a while it was, like, our way to unwind because it is mm-hmm. really chill and the music is really calm and, you know, there's not really, like, a hardcore agenda with the game. Like, it's just really, really trying. It might actually be a good game to play now for some folks <laughs> because just anxieties are high and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it was just really, like, you know, therapeutic. So I'm an Enneagram 1, if you know what Enneagram is. And so I'm what someone might call a perfectionist. And so it was, like, just really calming. The music was good. And then you could actually see something from start to finish. Like, you had to clear the level. So, mm-hmm. um, but there wasn't, you know, a ton of commitment. And once you really got through the storyline, you could kind of go back and just play various levels. Like, there were some levels that we just, like, hated, Oh, yeah. Some really bad ones. Because they were just more difficult than necessary, or just there were, you know, like, weird side things or something. Yeah, like, you had to, like, teleport through, or... Yeah. Just, like, unnecessarily difficult levels. So, once you kind of got through the story, you could, like, pick the different levels that you wanted to play, um, because it was more just chill time. Um, So, yeah, and then I think, like, once you kind of got good at it, you know, we would be like, we would replay, mm-hmm. you know, certain moves and stuff. Um, so I think that was more so just, I remember um, it just being kind of an outlet for um, like unwinding, I guess. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, if you weren't mm-hmm. quite ready to go to sleep yet, but you didn't want to start a movie or a TV show or something, this is yeah. a good, like, uh, let's, let's take 15, 20 minutes and play around mm-hmm. a couple rounds of Peggle and, mm-hmm. You can get that in. Yeah. What about you? Um, I think I remember playing this with a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. Uh, because this was around the time when I would when, especially with the Xbox 360, like I almost had a bag with me all the time that had that in there. As annoying as that was for you, I'm sure. Like, hey, we should play a game. We should play this or whatever. Which is made so much easier with the Switch and mm-hmm. a bunch of different things now. But mm-hmm. um, your brother John, uh, you had a, a, a outside of your your childhood home was the uh, the summer house. I always feel like I get that. I yeah, call the it the summer, summer home once, and you guys made oh. fun of me. <laughs> we let the audience know we did not have a summer home. No. On our on the property, on the property of, like of our child. Yeah, on the on the property of our childhood home, there was a screened in kind of patio that also had a fireplace and mm-hmm. like a solid roof. So. It was just a yeah, when the place weather to was, chill. When the weather was nice, like, you could go out there, and it was just, yeah. like, a nice place to chill. And then eventually, John decided to add a TV and, like, a radio and all that stuff. And then even when it was cold, they put in, like, a propane heater. And, yeah. <laughs> and, like, sealed the sealed the windows. So it was just, like, a, a getaway where they could mm-hmm. smoke, basically. <laughs> like, just, you know, hang out or whatever. Yeah. Um, so we would take it over there quite a bit and, and play with John or whoever else was happened to be hanging out that night. So it was just a good, like... Anybody, it's really accessible. Anybody yeah. can play that mm-hmm. that game without having to worry about, like, oh, I'm doing really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and you could always, like, swap in or whatever, you know, if if people were just around and you, you know, wanted to play or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you brought up the music a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. um, which it's it, it's kind of deceiving at first. Like, it starts off with, it, with some uh, public domain, like, the floaty kind of flute music that you see when it's like oh springtime it's like all oh, right like i can't think of the name of the song or who yeah. composed that but uh the rest <laughs> of it is all very simple like drums and bass essentially with some mm-hmm. synthesizer occasionally um we do have a couple tracks we want to play but before that we do want to uh 
give a quick plug to our sponsor, and uh, we'll be right back with the music. Hey, it's me, everybody, Tim Kittrow. I'm here to talk to you about Old School Gamer. Old School Gamer is the magazine for gamers. It covers arcade and retro gaming, gives you gaming history, and in-depth interviews with people like me who are there. And it lets you know what conventions are happening and when. Issues come out once every other month. Plus, a website full of even more razzle-dazzle. And it's all for just 30 bucks a year. So visit OldSchoolGamer.com and subscribe now. So the composer for Peggle is, uh, I'm assuming it's Guy, or it could be Guy, I guess. Guy Whitmore. I like to say Guy Whitmore. That sounds cooler. Mm, I'm pretty sure it's Guy, bro. Well, I'm going to say Guy Whitmore. It's spelled G-U-Y. I guess your listeners can decide for themselves. Yeah. Is it Guy or Guy? We can, uh, I'm just, I'm going to say Guy. Um, so he can... Guy. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then also we, um... Should mention uh, Ludwig van Beethoven, mm. who composed "Ode to Joy," which mm. is the song that plays seemingly play very loudly <laughs> yes. every time you finish the level. Like it's just like this peaceful, like drum and bass kind of music, and then all of a sudden the pegs are all gone, and it, it does this thing where if you as you get close to the last peg, it kind of like zooms in, and there's like a timpani that plays, and then you hit it, and then "Ode to Joy" just blows out your speakers <laughs> and wakes up everybody in the house. Um, so technically, you know. Beethoven also worked on the game, I guess you could I say. So. Uh, public domain music is wonderful because you can just use it without any worry of uh, giving anybody some cash. So uh, we picked out four songs. Um, we we kind of played the game a little bit before we recorded just to kind of refresh ourselves because it has been a minute since we played the original. Um, like we said, uh, back in late 2000, well, I guess it would have been early 2018, we played Peggle 2, which is a smaller roster of characters. Mm-hmm. Um but like more levels. Anyway, so we kind of got more ourselves more familiar with that. So we jumped back to the Xbox 360 version to remind ourselves. Uh, we listened through the soundtrack and some of these stuck out for us and uh, we want to play some of those for you right now. So the first one, uh, they're all kind of random. So I can't really say like this is for this specific level or this specific master. They just kind of play at random. So uh, the first one is uh, Beat 4. So fairly simple and remember and repetitive, but pretty good. I liked that, that one had a beat. I liked that that one would be on a level. <laughs> yeah, so it's I mean the the drum beats is fairly repetitive, but it does have an occasional like syncopation, so it kind of mm-hmm. catches you off guard, which I always enjoy. Um, but yeah, it's it's very very simple, but chill. yeah, something that's not gonna like grate on your nerves or anything while you're playing, and you know, very good background music. Uh, the next one is one that you chose. Uh, this is uh, Beat 7, which, as we started listening to it earlier, it took, like, you've kind of, like, skipped, because you notoriously don't like video game music. Yeah, it's too diddly-diddly. Yeah, the older the game, the more she hates the soundtrack. Mm, it's like a no for me. And even when it's, like, orchestral, you're kind of like, it's a video game. Like, you just somehow in, are able to mean? pick that up. Like, if it's more, if it sounds, like, orchestrated. Oh. Like, if it's violins and, like, all that. Um, Actual instruments. Oh, right, right, right. More, like, symphonic. Sometimes I can sneak some past you, but Mm -hmm. most of the time you're like, no, this is, this is from a game, and you kind of get 
that irritated look in your eye, like which means like, I oh, have to skip Resident something. Resident Evil is that a game that has that? Um, Resident Evil has some, but I don't really oh, listen okay. to it a lot. Like Final Fantasy and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, like, those are all the same. Some of them are like really nice, but you're like, yeah, okay, no, but it's just not. Yeah. So anyway, it's always interesting when I can play a, a game song. You're like, oh, I re remember that one, which mm -hmm. is kind of the case of of this one here. Sure. So this is Beat Seven. Exception on the bass line, it actually kind of reminds me a little bit of Caribbean music. A little bit. Kind of really chill, kind of have that kind of reggae kind of sound to it. Yeah, which made me wonder if Baja Breeze is still doing takeout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so at the time of the recording, we are uh, a couple days into social distancing. Yep. Um, to the point where restaurants are closed, but some are still doing uh, carry out. Mm hmm. Would you want to get, like, Bahama Breeze right now? It's kind of late. <laughs> no. No. Maybe tomorrow. Who knows? Um, so, yeah, that was uh, Beat 7. The next one is also a pick of yours. Uh, is Beat 11. Yeah, I think this is, is like choose page. your character or yeah. like at the beginning of a uh, yeah, it's not one on one competitive page mm -hmm. or a competitive mode. Yeah, it's not one of the pages where you play the right. game. Yeah, um, and then we can't talk Peggle without, like we said, bursting out your speakers with the Ode to Joy. So uh, straight from Beethoven himself. points and know that it's just deafening when yes. it starts to play. <laughs> I'll, I, maybe i'll just edit it in to like, like when i <laughs> just be so loud i don't know yeah just you, I don't know blow out yeah just it'll just it. be so if it scares you if it scared you as that started playing just know it's all part of the experience <laughs> also sorry for anybody who we woke up um so do you have any uh, other thoughts on peggle before we kind of wrap up that's a little bit of a shorter again there's not a, t a ton to Peggle, so we can't dive into it the same way we normally do. But Also fine, considering there's a global pandemic happening. Right. It's actually kind of a miracle that you wanted to take time for fake life. That's true. Well, this is like, I mean, well, yeah. people listen to it. Right. I think normalcy is also important. Right. You know, so. Uh, cool. So that's it for Peggle. Any, did you, you don't have anything else? 
you don't want to say that Master Who is the best or anything like that. I mean, I definitely recommend choosing that character just because it's the least work. Mm -hmm. And also play fair, share the green dots. Yeah, like, just don't be a jerk when you play the game. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. Oh, uh, purple dots. We didn't... They, they give you bonus points, but that's... Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have said that earlier, but get the purple You'll dots. You'll figure it out. Share the green ones. Yeah. Perfect. So we'll jump into Retro Relapse. Jones in for a classic game? It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. Retro Relapse. So as is uh, customary for um, episodes with special guests, I let you choose what game we played. Oh. Sort of. We had a very f a fine uh, library to choose from. Uh, normally we record these at uh, the Glitch's house who just has a ton of games and has stuff lined up for us. But uh, I had my SNES Classic. I offered the NES Classic, the SNES Classic, or the Sega Genesis. You said Sega Genesis sucks. Okay. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you picked the Super Nintendo. Which, a lot of the games on the SNES Classic, we have covered in other episodes, so we are kind of limited there. Um, but we ultimately landed on Kirby's Dream Course. We did, which is a golfing game. Yes. Which used to play a lot of uh, Mario Golf. I suppose we could have done uh, that that one too. The Toadstool Tour for GameCube. I did that like game that was a game. lot of fun. So what 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 did you think? In your we played for three holes. We played multiplayer. Yeah. So the little man Kirby. is um, a tiny ball, and he has a number of ways that you can shoot the ball, which is mildly confusing because it's like over and up, and then like down and around, and then straight, and then like more straight. But then I could never remember like how to get back to going, to moving the. So there's there's a short shot, there's a long shot, and a bouncing <laughs> shot. I mean, but you could also do the, the thing where you, like, hit the wall and it went other way. Right. It's just like mini golf. You <laughs> bounce it off, off the walls. So the controls were a little bit annoying, but per usual with me. Uh, and then the little man had a friend that they were golfing with. There were two Kirby's, a pink and a yellow. <laughs> And this could be an episode of its own. It's just me having you play video games and you trying to describe them. <laughs> <laughs> so the object of the game is to get your little man to fall into the hole, which is the golf hole. <laughs> <laughs> there are some obstacles at various points, which are the bad guys, that you have to just impale with your own body by shooting yourself to the bad guys. Doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, because really you try to avoid bad guys. This yeah, one, once you impale them with your own self, they become a star. Impale is the right term, but... You have to hit the bad guy. Right, and impale means like you, like... Oh. Um, you know, like you're stabbing someone and lifting them up and, like, oh, placing them there. Yes, that's an... That's, Ew, like Vlad the Impaler, the, the original Dracula. He was known because he would, like, leave <laughs> bodies impaled on sticks outside of his... Uh -huh. You have to just roll yourself into these people. And some of the little bad guys are like little characters and some of them are other things. I don't really They're all they're all classic Kirby. Bad oh guys. Okay. <clears throat> so But there are some there are spikes that you can't that you yeah. hit and you you lose health. Permanent so. permanent bad guys that you just have to maneuver around. Yeah. So once you hit a bad guy with your own self, it becomes a star labeled with your color, and then you journey toward the last bad guy and when you hit them the last bad guy magically becomes the golf hole and you have to try to get your Kirby guy in the golf hole. <laughs> I'm glad you finally called him Kirby instead of your little man. <laughs> <laughs> the little man. So, and yeah, if and your friend, if the little man's friend hits your stars, then you steal the stars, which was annoying and kind of unjust to me, but <laughs> I get it, I guess. There was it was interesting. At one point, I was trying to find a way to not steal your stars, and you said, yeah, "Why was, wouldn't you just try to hit my stars?" Because you were gonna. It was just gonna take longer. <laughs> <laughs> you were gonna get trapped in the water. I think Sarah didn't initially love this game, or ever love this game. I suppose <laughs> it was fine. I mean, I could see the value in it, or why people would be interested in it. I just it was fine. It was whatever. Yeah. There's sometimes when you just want to get something done, and this was not one of the things that you wanted to get done. Most times, I just want to get it done. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if there are three enemies on the stage, you take out two, and then the last one turns into the the golf hole, if you will. 
Um, and well, what you, other people call it? I, I guess just the whole. Oh. <laughs> I mean, golfful is not a wrong term. It just sounds funny. I just mm. want to, <laughs> um, which is worth two stars. So uh, you also have health. So if you bounce against uh, your your friend, then you lose health, and they can. If you're completely out of health, then you lose a turn, which allows the other person to go and steal your stars if they want to. Um, yeah, I used to. I didn't play this a lot when I was a kid, but when the SNES Classic came out, I played with a friend of mine, uh, Apez, who was on the um, the fan bracket. This most recent one, he jumped on and helped us record that episode. Uh, he and I played a lot, and he would constantly steal my stars and beat me pretty handily every time we played. Is Apez my friend too? Yes, that's Andrew. I wish that I had like a cool name like the Street. <laughs> just just <laughs> or, the like, Street. The lightning bug. The lightning bug? I don't know. They're all weird <laughs> names. I mean, you've had, like, gamer tags in the past. Yeah, like the Missionista. Right? Do you just want to be that? Hey, you guys, it's me, the Missionista, coming at you live. Except we're not live. Right. Pre-recorded. <laughs> coming at you pre-recorded. Oh, you guys might, you might also hear Jelly, our beagle. Yeah. She flaps her ears and coughs. So that's her soundtrack for our lives. Yep. So anyway, Apez said that he liked this game. You played with Apez one time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, so he's also, he does like the Alchemist is another one of his names or P-Rex. Yeah. And I just couldn't remember it at one point. Like I think Apez is his name on Switch. And so that's what we just gave him. We really like Andrew. Yeah. Andrew's pretty great. How do you feel about Craig? Uncle Craig. Uncle Cragger. <laughs> I like Cragger. That should be his name. Craig and I go way back. Yeah, actually, not as not as far back as you and uh, Chops, though. Craig WK. That's true. Chops and I go back to like age four or five. Yeah. And you don't really know Tony that well. That's true. I do remember one time Chops walking down our childhood staircase singing the Barney song. And my dad yelled at him. <laughs> Why did he yell at him? For just because, singing the no, song so he, You know how, like, when you were uh, in middle school and there was the Barney song, it was like... Oh, the I love you, or uh, yeah, it was like, you, let's, you hate me, yeah. we're a messed up family. No, it was like let's, like, let's gang up and kill Barney or something. Oh, okay. And we just... So it was just very violent. Yeah, yeah, we couldn't use that language. We couldn't use I hate you oh. language. We couldn't use put downs in my house growing up. I wonder if Chops remembers that. I mean... Do you remember getting yelled at by your friend's parents? Not I mean, every, I don't not, not every I single like, time. Oh, yeah, because you're perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get in trouble until, like, high school. So Fair enough. And by that time, the parents just didn't know where you were That's anyway. true. And we're our parents, yeah. No, I don't think... Probably not. I mean, you just don't remember that stuff. But I do remember, like, <clears throat> him, like, bouncing down the stairs. <laughs> He what, was a really sweet kid. What was it when the the one story that you always tell me that I remember is because uh, John and uh, your brother John and Chops are like yeah. old friends, and they uh, they were playing upstairs in John's room one time. <laughs> and no, they were playing downstairs in the living room, oh. and I like walked in and Matt was just downstairs still playing, like just and I was like, "Where's John?" He's like upstairs, and so I go upstairs and I was like, "John, your friend is still here." He's like, "Yeah, I'm done playing with him." <laughs> Like, okay, well, you have to, like, tell your friend. Like, you can't just leave your friend in our living room. Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I guess that's just boys, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember ever doing that, but. <laughs> yeah, I'm done playing. Like, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Poor guy. So anyway, on a scale of one to eight, the eight-bit scale, as we call it. That is an absurd scale. Well, it's, it's just, it just. <laughs> One-eighth. Yeah, so 8 being the best. Got it. Yeah, because, like, originally old NES games were in 8 bits. Like, it's that's the, the, the graphics were 8 bits. Okay. So, we... Scale 1 8. The original podcast was bit by 8 bits. So it was, like, on the 8-bit scale, what do, what do you give it? So, on a scale of 1 to 8, a.k.a. the 8-bit scale, what do you give Kirby's Dream Course? I mean, I don't know, like a 5, I guess. 5? So that's fair. I would probably give it, like, a 6, maybe a 7. I really like the game. The soundtrack is... Uh, not particularly memorable, but it's it's similar to Peggle, where it's it's good background music. Um, if you get really into how all the different controls are, it can be a very fun competitive game. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So pretty good. 
It's nice to play a good retro realized game instead of uh, all the garbage that Tony throws at us every single week. Well, I think those are probably just more comical. Yeah. We also don't, we didn't record us playing. So. Oh, is that a thing that y'all do? Yeah, we record. I mean, you want, you listen to every I do, episode. I do, for sure. Do. And you watch all the YouTube videos, Yeah, you listen right? to every sermon I ever give. Every one I can, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that's it for Retro Realist. We're going to jump into our uh, music bracket for this week, um, which, as uh, someone who listens to every single episode, I you're sure familiar yeah. mm -hmm. with uh, all the different brackets we've done. Mm -hmm. So right now we're doing uh, stage themes. The stage themes, right, yes, right, right, right. But yeah. without Mega Man. But without, I mean, without Mega Man. Right, because right, there's you just... Guys said, there's just, like, it's so many, so much music that it would be Right, Mega like, Man. it could be just all Mega Man if yeah. we had Mega Man. Yeah. And there's that one guy who just boycotts Mega Man all the time. Mm -hmm. That's rude. Yeah, well, that's what he does. So anyway, um, the first song that we have for the uh, stage theme bracket is from Kirby Superstar. This is Grape Gardens, and this is composed by Jun Ishikawa. Diddly Me, on the other hand, I'm bouncing along and like <laughs> trying not to whistle. Like, I love this song. Yeah. It's really good. I'm glad you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you if you thought that one was Deedly, this one's going to be worse because this is uh, from uh, a, a Nintendo. That was Super Nintendo, that last mm. one. So the grip, the sound cards are a little bit better. Um, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, so this is, uh, this is going to be a lot more beeps and boops. So... Uh, this is Castlevania II, Simon's Quest. Uh, the song is uh, Silence of Daylight, which is the town theme from Castlevania II. And this uh, this game had a couple different composers. You had Kenichi Matsubara, Satoi Tirashima, and Koji Murata, who we've talked about Koji Murata on the show quite a bit. He does a lot of good work. Uh, but anyway, here is the Silence of Daylight. What, uh, did you zone out on that one, too? You're scrolling through Facebook pretty... Instagram. Instagram, um, sorry. Um, I, I thought that one was better than that. I would probably vote for this one. Yeah? That's a, it's a tough call for me. I, I like them both. I zoned out last with the second one. That's fair. You kind of like the, the beat of this one yeah, a little I bit more. So, yeah, Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's, uh, that's it for the, the music bracket. You can vote a couple different ways. You vote every single week, right? I sure, sure all, do. All four ways. All four ways. Yeah. So, through. so tell us about the different ways you can vote. You can send in a ballot. You can absentee ballot. No, for the, for the stage the... bracket. For the stage, but not, not like political elections. This, is, this was my answer to your question. <laughs> <laughs> through Twitter, Instagram, the... Twitter, yes. Twitch. No. Stitch. Stitch is a Disney character. <laughs> so you can vote through Facebook. You can throw, vote through our Discord. You can vote through Twitter, as Sarah said. And then also, if you are a uh, 
Patreon supporter of a, of a dollar of or more, you get a bonus vote there as well. Um, that is rigged. Yeah. Buying votes, my friend. Buying votes. Look, there are still three different ways to vote for free. It mirrors our current so. political system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a discussion that we had. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> we are just technically paying for an extra... Yeah, but yeah, so we're That's, giving giving okay. bonuses to people who are supporting yeah. the GameZilla network. I like it. So, um, as a Patreon supporter of a dollar more, you also have access to uh, what we call State of the Zilla. It's a monthly bonus show, uh, just of random hosts jumping in. I'm not really sure how it's going to go for uh, April, considering uh, we don't really have access to the studio because of social distancing. But we'll see how that goes. Um, but tons of other great episodes. Craig's usually on those. Uh, surrounded by any other member of GameZilla who wants to jump in. Um, you also have an option to uh, be a Patreon supporter of $5 or more, and that gets you a ton of bonus content. Uh, every single show on the network does a bonus show. Uh, Legend of Retro has our Game Shark episodes where we do uh, just random topics of old video games. Sometimes it's a, just a showcase of video game music. Most recently we had our, our uh, stage bracket... Uh, draft where we all picked our songs so you could know who picked what song so out of those two songs we just listened to one was submitted by somebody and oh. somebody else i'm not going to tell you because oh because then it would tip the scale right to the voting I maybe see. because we all have our favorite host, host. of the legend of retro and you're yours my is, favorite host well you have to say that who's your favorite host probably probably me <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty great oh lord <laughs> Uh, yeah, so um, if you are already a patron, thank you so much for your support. It uh, goes into allowing us to do things like this from uh, our satellite studios, as I like to call them, aka our random houses and wherever else we can record. Um, it allows us to make all sorts of different shows and uh, gives us the uh, the boost that you, you, you enjoy what we're doing enough to, uh, to keep going. So uh, if you want to check that out, that's at GameZillaMedia.com. Um, and you can find the links to our Patreon page there as well. Uh, you can also jump on our Discord if you want to talk to us about a bunch of different things. Sarah, are you signing up for Discord right now? So sure that everybody am. can talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. mission is done. The Discord.com, you guys. <laughs> there you go. Go to the missionista.discord.com if you want to talk to Sarah. That's the only way to do it. So good luck with that. <laughs> Uh, so we've reached the end of the episode, which means it's time for your message of hope. Do, 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 do. Sarah's message of hope. <laughs> um, during... Brought to you by Discord.themissionista.com. <laughs> um, yeah, I think right now it's like very, very scary for folks. And, um, you know, if you have any, um, like pre, uh, if you were anxious, you know, pre uh, the pandemic, um, this just can heighten anxieties and social isolation and, um, despair and, um, you know, we don't have answers. And so <clears throat> just a reminder that, you know, that there are people that care about you, that there are mental health services that you can find digitally and online. Um, and so if you are feeling, um, anxiety or distress, um, or having any sort of, um, despair thoughts <clears throat> to definitely contact a mental health professional during these times. Um, and, you know, to reach out to loved ones, um, and your community, um, if you need something and also just, um, you know, a real reminder to please help with the social distancing and, um, and to not assume just because you're healthy, uh, you know, no one else matters or something like that. Like, um, you know, my mom has COPD and has, is on oxygen and, um, many other people's parents and grandparents are in some of those really, um, vulnerable populations. And so, um, the hope is that we can minimize harm. Um, and that starts with you. So do not despair. You are not alone. And there is a light at the end of this tunnel. Um, we just don't know what it is, but all will be well. I trust that all will be well. Great. Thank you very much for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if you feel like you do need to reach out or, or kind of help break your, your isolation, mm -hmm. if you're feeling like you don't really have anybody to talk to, again, we 
we mentioned before, we have our, our Facebook groups, we have our, our Discord. I mean, we've got people all around the world in our Discord. We, we recently had a, a guy who's been um, talking to us a lot from Indonesia. Hmm. Uh, Denny, I know you're listening. Thanks for, for listening and, and for being a part of our community. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, almost at any time of day, regardless of where you are, there's somebody out there that you can reach out to and mm-hmm. talk about nerdy stuff or, or whatever. And, you know, with this being a pandemic, it's it's global. This is one of the right. first times that, like, Absolutely. something bad has happened that we can't just be like, oh, man, that sucks for those people on the West Coast. Like, this is everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're all in this together. And, uh, you know, reach out. We, we can all talk about, you know, what we're going through, ways we're getting through it. Mm-hmm. Or worst case scenario, we can jump online and play some games together. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and I think that's, like, I think you can just get into a spiral of, like, researching and... Um, and news stories and how many cases are in your county and those types of things. And, um, and, and that might be helpful, um, if you are a data person, um, but also some sense of normalcy is also great. So definitely reach out to your community and, and find ways to continue to connect with one another. For sure. All right. I think that's, uh, everything we had to talk about so we can get this, this done. This is fine. I know. Just let's get this. <laughs> let's just get it done. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for, for recording with us. We yeah. had I had fun. Do you want to record another episode after this, or sure? Maybe like next week. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Well, maybe. we'll see how the fans feel about me. <laughs> so, if you would like to hear another episode, <laughs> jump on, on the Gamezilla Discord or the Missionista.discord. <laughs> and, and if you don't want me on another episode, just. Silence is the best yeah. policy. We'll just we'll just go with that. We don't yeah. want any hurt feelings. Yeah, just you know, build people up during this time. Right. And also just I don't care. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Your opinions are good. All right. Well, thanks for, for recording with me and You're welcome. I guess let's go watch the office or something. Yeah, that's now. all that we do. Sure. All right, cool. <laughs> all right, we will see you next time. Oh, this is what we oh. saw. As you know at the end of every episode. I sure do. We'll say we'll see you next time and then in unison we say when the legend continues. Alright, you got it? Yeah. So, we'll catch you next time when When the the legend legend continues. continues.